You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a six-month subscription to leadquizzes.com valued at $300. Leadquizzes helps you create interactive lead generation quizzes to help you grow your email list. This is the same software I use to generate over 20,000 leads for my business in 2017. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a snapshot or picture showing your subscribe and text it to 716-218-8981 or email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Brett Curry, and he's the CEO of OMG Commerce, a digital marketing agency and Google Premier Partner. Brett is the author of The Ultimate Guide to Google Shopping, published by Shopify. He's also the host of the E-Commerce Evolution podcast, highlighting what's new and what's next in the world of e-commerce. His insights into Amazon and Google advertising have been featured on stage at top industry events like IRCE. Seller Summit, and Social Media Marketing World. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, Dennis. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Good. Very good. I really appreciate you coming on. We were talking before the show, and I told you how I had heard about you. I heard you on one of the podcasts I listened to with Michael Stelzner, Social Media Examiner. Great show. Yep. Yep. And um, I was super interested in what you were talking about, where you were talking about YouTube marketing and some really cool stuff there that we're going to dive into today. But before we do that, do us a huge favor. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on over there at OMG Commerce. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. And uh, excited to talk about YouTube, one of my favorite topics. But, you know, we're a digital marketing agency. We specialize in Google and Amazon primarily. And so on the Google side, it's Google Search, Google Shopping, and then YouTube is, you know, part of the Google family owned by Google. And, and then we also do some organic search, SEO. And then we manage, you know, Amazon PPC and help with some Amazon optimization. So we're a team of right at 20 based in the Midwest and, you know, really just trying to be thought leaders, trying to be leaders in the industry, trying to help businesses grow. You know, we do focus on the e-commerce space, but, you know, I know, I know your audience goes beyond that. And so as we talk about YouTube examples today, we'll look beyond e-commerce. There's a lot of the the tools and the campaign types we'll talk about today that could fit for service-based businesses or someone just generating leads online. It could have a lot of, of applications. So I'm excited to, to dive into that. Perfect. Thank you. So really quick, give me an example. Draw me a picture of who that perfect customer for OMG Commerce is. What do they look like? Or maybe even some examples of your existing customers, if you can talk about those. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, really we're, we're looking for e-commerce brands, growing e-commerce brands. And I'll, I'll kind of riff just a little bit on where I think e-commerce is going and how that lines up with, with who we work with most. I think the e-commerce world, those that are going to be successful in the long term, are those that are building a brand. Those that have a story behind their brand, they've got their own unique products. They're people with a reason to exist, right? So I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, zero shoes, a zero with an X, minimalist running shoes, minimalist sandals, things like that, really designed to be like bare, like going barefoot, but with some protection. 
And, you know, they're trying to revolutionize the way we use footwear. And, and, and there's all this science behind why minimalist running shoes are good for you. And so that's one of those products where they've got this huge following and they have customers making videos for them without even being asked just because they love the product. There's this community built around it. So it's a very strong brand. Another one is Everyday California. They make lifestyle apparel for people that are into surfing and stuff like that. I'm not a surfer, but I like the California lifestyle. So I love, I love the brand. So it's companies like that where they're not just reselling other people's stuff. That's fine too. You can make a lot of money just reselling other people's stuff on Amazon or your own site. But I think long-term success, and especially if you want to build a business to sell, you know, you need to have your own brand and your own community. So that's who we work with primarily. It's people that are wanting to scale a brand they've built and someone who's got a, a real product that they own and something proprietary or something that's interesting and not just kind of retail arbitration, but someone that's got their own brand. And, and so usually we're, we're looking for people that are wanting to kind of scale and be aggressive with paid search, which a lot of companies are, or, or paid advertising rather. And so, yeah, that's kind of who we're looking for. Perfect. Well, you know, what I like to do here and what the followers and listeners like to hear on this podcast is to kind of pull the onion back a little bit further. You have a very successful company. You're working with some great brands. But the big question is, what's the number one strategy that you're using today to get new clients for your business? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. So here's my philosophy. So I've been in direct sales forever. When I was in college, I was working for a radio station selling radio ads, full commission. So if I didn't sell something, I didn't eat. And it wasn't that dramatic. I could go to my parents' house. But, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was putting myself through college by selling radio. Did that even after I got married. Then I started my first agency, like right out of college. So I've been an entrepreneur in sales since I was 20. And I'm 38 now, so about 18 years. So what I learned pretty quickly is that I don't like prospecting. I'll do it. I'll cold call people if I have to. I think swimming in that rejection, as I heard an old salesperson talk about, can actually be beneficial, helps can help you grow as a person, but it's also inefficient. So what we decided to do, like I said, start an agency right out of college. Uh, OMG, though, I built with my business partner, Chris Brewer. We started in 2010 and we decided, man, we don't, we don't want to cold call. Like, that's just painful. So we started focusing on two things. One, partnerships. So we wanted to find other complementary businesses that we could partner with that would want to send us referrals and that we could compensate for that. This goes back to, I don't know if you're a Jay Abraham fan or not, Dennis, but I remember when I, when I was in college, I was listening to some Jay Abraham. I think they were actually audio cassettes. They were old even then, but talking about strategic alliances. And so that's something we sought to build out. So I found development companies who only like to build websites, didn't want to do marketing, but had people asking for marketing, built partnerships with a few very successful ones. So those became steady streams of leads, right? We became their go-to source. And then you know, I enjoy speaking. So I like speaking at events and conferences. And so started to really work that angle really hard. I looked for the conferences that had the prospects I wanted to get in front of. And then I worked really hard on crafting, you know, compelling talks and compelling titles and all that. And so you know, now I'm speaking at probably six to eight events a year, which is about right for me. I don't really want to do many more than that. And so kind of a combination of those two things are the primary ways we grow our business. And then now, you know, we've kind of got the flywheel going, so to speak, where we've grown a lot, work with, I think, 100 plus brands now. So we get a, a lot of referrals now, too. So referral business is, is great. But I'm a big believer in what can we leverage? Like, how can we get leads coming to us so that by the time they get here, they're already, they already love us. Like, they, they've already, they already know, I want to work with OMG as long as I can make the price work or whatever. 
those are the people I want to talk to. So we do, we do a lot of work getting people kind of indoctrinated and sold, you know, through presentations, through partnerships, through the podcast now that, you know, I own a podcast or run a podcast, like I mentioned. And so hopefully by the time they reach out to us, they're pretty well sold on us. That's the goal. Perfect. Awesome. Well, here's what I want to do. Based upon your experience and expertise in and around, you know, these e-commerce funnels, particularly as it relates to Google and YouTube, what I want to do, if you don't mind, I'd like to focus a little bit in on YouTube and talk about how my audience could better leverage YouTube either to build some sort of a funnel to start generating leads for their businesses. Because they have a variety of different businesses. You probably have some people that'll be listening to this that are e-commerce oriented. Some of them are going to be SaaS related companies. Others are going to be consultants or coaches. And some might even be just product-based people. So if you could kind of dive into that and give us a little bit of a of an understanding how we could start better leveraging YouTube, I think they would absolutely love that. Absolutely. And so just to kind of frame this a little bit, and, and I mentioned at the at the outset, I love YouTube. It's one of my favorite channels. I think it has huge potential. I think we're really just getting started with YouTube because of some new campaign types and new innovations that YouTube has released or Google has released through YouTube. It's really opening up opportunities. But let me step back just a little bit. You know, I was talking about my previous agency. I noticed then, this was like early 2000s, I noticed that we could run radio campaigns for people. But when we ran TV campaigns for local businesses, I did that quite a bit back in the early 2000s. They would have people talking about it all the time. They'd go out to dinner and people would think they were, think my clients were like a local celebrity, you know, because they were on a TV commercial, right? And so just kind of saw the power of video and and how excited clients got about video and, and how it impacted sales. But still, think things are kind of hard to measure in the offline world, right? So when I discovered SEO and discovered online marketing, I love the measure, you know, how, how it could be measurable. And so then I kind of view YouTube as this, this perfect marriage of video marketing that can tell the story in a way that only video can, and it can make you almost like a little celebrity in your area of the world. And it's measurable and quantifiable and super targeted. And so it's super exciting. You know, with, with, with TV... There was always this fear. You always have clients say, well, yeah, but what about people, you know, they're watching this program, but then they change the channel when the commercial's on or the commercial comes on and they just leave and they go get something to eat or go to the bathroom or something. You don't know any of that. You can't predict or even guess on some of that. And so what I love about YouTube is, is now with the pre-roll ads on YouTube. So probably had the experience where you go to YouTube, you're looking for a music video or how-to video or whatever the case may be. You see that the pre-roll ad that pops up. You got five seconds that you have to endure it and then you can skip. It's called True View. And so the beauty of that from an advertiser's perspective is you don't pay for that unless someone watches at least 30 seconds or the whole video if it's less than 30 seconds or if someone clicks through on your ad. So someone has to either engage with the video and actually watch it or they have to click through to your site or you as an advertiser don't pay. So really phenomenal in terms of the way that works. And then the targeting options are just phenomenal as well. So you mentioned, you know, I do more with e-commerce than anything else, but this ad type can really work for about any kind of business. So, you know, we can dive into some of the targeting options and the ways to make this work, but it really is a very exciting channel. Yeah. True view. It's really funny. And, and I'm going to be totally transparent with everybody. I'm being completely selfish as I direct Brett in this direction. Okay. Because, you know, I've had a YouTube channel for a long time. I mean, probably, I don't even know, it's probably eight or 10 years now, right? For a niche program that I've had for a very long time. 
And it's kind of been a slow build, but it's been extremely powerful with huge conversion. But I've never, ever done paid ads. And so this whole, I'm in the midst right now of the whole concept for these TrueView ads and targeting and everything he's talking about. So yeah, so the TrueView ads, let me dive into that for one second. What do you see as kind of the best strategy for those ads? Because sometimes you see these highly produced ads from brands, right? I mean, you see a variety of different. Sometimes you'll see a little bit more gorilla, right? Where it's shot with the person's iPhone. I mean, what is your preference? What are your thoughts? What's your take on that as far as production value in those TrueView ads? Yeah. And this is one of the areas where this is a little different than, say, Google Shopping, which is something we're known for and that I wrote a guide on, where Google Shopping's simple, right? It's just a picture of the product, the price, title, like you can't mess that thing up. When you start talking about video, you know, the content of the video, the message of the video is huge, right? You could have the perfect targeting and the perfect bid and all the backend stuff that's, that's just spelled out correctly and, and set up correctly. But if the video falls short or doesn't grab someone's attention or doesn't communicate why you're different and better and worth doing business with, then you're wasting money, right? So the creative piece is really important and it's something you want to get right. Just as a caveat, we don't do the creative side. So that's something that, you know, we're not a production house, but I've been around video forever. And so we got a really good sense of what works and what doesn't. So I'll give you a couple of tips, you know, to make a good video. To answer that question on in terms of production value, I don't think that matters. I don't, you know, if you've got selfie stick and you're taking it with your iPhone 10 or whatever, or you, you know, hire someone with a camera and want to edit it, that's kind of immaterial. You don't want to look cheap and you don't want to look like an amateur and you don't want to look foolish. But that, that I think is more conveyed by what's in the video and what's around the video rather than just, you know, the camera that you shoot with. But it all does play together. But all kind of, if you'd like, I, I can map out you know, four or five tips for a video that, that converts. Would, would that make sense? Yeah, I think that, you know, and I totally, totally appreciate that because I know we want to move more into kind of the targeting and the funnel process. But, you know, what I've seen is I've seen videos that, like you said, are 30 or 45 seconds long. I've seen videos that are 20 minutes. Yep. I mean, literally, yep. they go the whole span. So rather than diving into the video piece, I think I got a sense of the production piece. It's really not so much about the production as it is the content itself, right? And yep. the message. Message has so, got to resonate. Yeah. Exactly. It's got to be a message that's targeted. So why don't we go into the targeting component? Can you sure, talk a little bit sure. more about that? Because I think that will kind of connect the dots between the two. Yeah. And this is what I'm so excited about with YouTube and some of the newer, newer, you know, last couple of years releases that Google and YouTube have made that really make this a powerful platform. So if you think about search engines, right? Google owns search. So if we've got any question if we're looking for a product or want to know how old a movie star is or whatever, we go to Google to find that out. Number one search engine by a long shot. The number two search engine, though, is YouTube. There are more searches conducted on YouTube than on, on Bing or Yahoo. It's crazy, even though it's really a video site. But, you know, what we've seen in the data is, you know, people go to YouTube to find out, you know, how to do something. How do I close a sale, right? How do I ask a girl out? I found my teenage son looking at, at videos uh, related to that, which is humorous. You know, how do I fix, uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, dude, we need to, need to chat a little bit, but, or, you know, how to fix my lawnmower, how to fix my AC, whatever. It's a how-to video, so that happens a lot. We see people looking at product reviews. This was a surprise to me because I don't use YouTube this way, but a lot of people do. People look at, you know, going back to the running shoe example, people look at running shoe reviews, running shoe unboxing. I want to see the new iPhone 10 demo. You know, people are researching products on YouTube. People are looking for, you know certain things in action. I want to see that on, on YouTube. So people are researching on YouTube. 
And so one of the ways, one of the, my favorite ways you can target on YouTube is just to do keyword targeting. So looking for people that are actively searching for what you sell. So if it's on the e-commerce side, it's, you know, I'm searching for the best teeth whitening toothpaste, or I'm looking for teeth whitening, you know, toothpaste reviews or something like that. Or I'm looking for minimalist running shoe reviews. And then you can run your pre-roll ad right before the video someone's going to watch who's just typed in that keyword. And so you're very targeted. I usually like to layer on additional targeting there. So in addition to the keyword, let's layer in some age and gender and maybe income data if that's appropriate, right? So got a client now that sells drones. Drones have a pretty wide audience, so we don't really restrict that a whole lot. A health and beauty client that's really just targeting women over the age of 50. So now we can look at people typing in keywords and they're over the age of 50 and with a certain income. So now you can get really targeted as far as that goes. What's really interesting, and this is actually new, if you think about it from your own perspective, Dennis, I know I'm this way, I search differently on Google than I do on YouTube. So for me, YouTube is either I'm watching music videos or I'm figuring out how to fix something, which is never pleasant because I'm not a handyman, but that, that's why I go to YouTube. If on Google, man, I'm searching for anything and everything, whatever. So now you can actually target people on YouTube based on what they've searched for on Google. This is a new thing. So now Google can build an audience of people that, hey, they're searching for this service or this product or just asking this question. Like they've got this problem they're trying to fix. So they're searching for that on Google, but now they're on, on YouTube watching, you know, Justin Bieber video or something, which is not my, not the videos I watch, not by choice. Uh, my sure, daughter's Brett. might direct that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it just <laughs> happened cabin. to pop into your head. <laughs> it's a Freudian slip. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> where that came from. But anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm watching a music video on YouTube, but I just searched for, you know, how to fix plantar fasciitis on Google or something like that. Now you can target me with your video on YouTube based on my search history in Google. Another really cool targeting option is, is what's called an in-market audience, right? So really two companies that know the most about you, Google and Facebook, right? They know your habits and behaviors and things. Well, Google now can build an audience based on your two-week search history and they can determine that you're in the market for something. So there's always been this kind of list, this standard list of people that are in the market for things like auto parts and skincare and beauty and apparel and real generic stuff like that. Now you can build custom audiences. So I can, I can say, build me a list, Google, of people you think are in the market for organic chocolate, right? And then I want to target those people on YouTube. And so those are kind of, some of those are still in beta. You have to kind of make requests through Google support and stuff or through an agency if you work with one. But there are all kinds of additional targeting options. I can even tell you about one that's kind of like, kind of like retargeting your competitors, prospects, and clients. Oh, I like that. Like, I oh, that yeah. Out. Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that. So uh, I've had several people say, hey, can we retarget our competitors' visitors? And the short answer is no, like unless, unless you can pixel their site, which you know, they wouldn't let you do. And then you can't truly remarket to your competitors' visitors. But there's an option called Custom Affinity Audience in Google where you can give Google a list of URLs. And so this is the primary way we use this is by giving a list of competitive URLs. So, you know, I'm selling this brand of organic chocolate. I want to put in the brand or the, the URLs of my competitors. What Google's going to do then is they're going to build a list of people that look like those who visit those sites. Now, this has never been fully confirmed or fully denied, but most people in the industry believe that also on that list are actual people that visit those sites. 
So it's not only just people like those who visit those sites, but some of the people on the list are people that visit those sites. So now if I build this list of other organic chocolate companies, I'm likely going to be targeting at least some of their users and, and users, other users that look like their users. And so then you can kind of combine that with topics or interests. So you can say, hey, I want to target people like those who are you know, visiting these sites and people that are maybe interested in weight loss or something else, something else that's related. So it's called a custom affinity audience. Pretty easy to build, pretty straightforward, but allows you to get really targeted on an audience that it's got a pretty good likelihood of being right in your wheelhouse, you know, the, the prospect that you would want to target. And so typically, we're recommending kind of combining, stacking different targeting options. So if we do custom affinity, let's also layer in age and demo. If we're doing keyword, let's layer in age and demo. And usually then as you're kind of layering in these targeting options, it gets much more focused and much more targeted. Because the thing with YouTube is there's so many people on YouTube, a billion users, that you know, if you're not careful, you could have a lot of wasted spend, you know, a lot of wasted targeting. And so, so yeah, so those are, those are some of our favorite targeting options. I kind of recommend you start with keyword-based targeting because then you know exactly what someone is looking for right then. And that, that's a great place to start. Perfect. So what could somebody expect to spend on a TrueView ad? I mean, I know it probably ranges, but I mean, try to give my audience a little bit of you know, context there. I mean, is it, are you talking about a nickel of you or are you talking about a quarter of you or is it per click or how does it work as far as the actual cost for these types of TrueView ads? Yep, it does vary. The, usually the more specifically targeted you are, the more you have to bid. So I also recommend YouTube for remarketing, right? If someone visits one of your landing pages, maybe they start to sign up for something and don't complete it. I highly recommend then targeting those users on YouTube. Usually because that's such a small audience, you got to kind of work to get that impression. So you have to bid a little bit more. So if it's a remarketing audience, you know, anywhere from six cents to I've seen as high as 25 cents per view, that's per completed view. So you're charged on YouTube with what's called a CPV or cost per view. So it's when someone gets to that billable point, 30 seconds, or if it's less than 30 seconds, the whole video. But if we're doing prospecting, so if we're trying to reach people that have never heard of us, they're just typing in keywords or they're just part of this custom affinity audience or in-market audience that we've built, then I want to bid low because, you know, one, you can, and two, you, you just don't know exactly how they're going to convert. So in those cases, we're getting views for a few pennies, you know, less than five cents almost always for that kind of top of funnel prospecting type audience. Now, what's really amazing, and this is something that, that's really just come out in the last few months-ish or been avail available to more people in the last few months, is what's called YouTube for Action. And it, same concept, it's the true view, pre-roll video. You have some stronger calls to actions, like some more buttons and stuff you can add around the video to get people to click. But the beauty of that is you can actually give Google a CPA target. So you can say, these are my audiences I want to target, and then I want to pay $5 a sign up, or I want to pay $2 a sign up. And then Google will optimize to try to hit that. And so far, it's looking pretty good. We've actually found the best luck if we kind of run a campaign manually for a little while and then recreate it with a YouTube for action. But, but anyway, it's still a, it's a great option to use that target CPA because then you're saying, I don't care what the view costs, Google, but this is what I want to pay per sign up or per sale or per conversion. So that, that's pretty powerful. Perfect. Well, listen, we could probably talk for another hour because I know that 
but you're obviously an expert on YouTube. You're obviously an expert on paid advertising. And YouTube is changing so rapidly. And these advertising platforms are constantly adding new stuff that if we talk six months from now, it's probably going to be even more complex <laughs> and difficult. Yeah, so that's, sure. that's cool. That's job security for you, which is Indeed, aw- which is, is awesome. So you should send the CEO of YouTube a nice card for that because that's great <laughs> job security. But listen, we're going to wrap it up here. So we'll do rapid fire on the next two questions, and then we're going to close out. The next question is, what's your favorite growth tool or software for you building OMG Commerce? Right now, podcast. I love doing the podcast. It allows me to meet people, allows me to you know, share our message, and really it's just kind of multiplied community building. Gary Vaynerchuk, who I love uh, listening to him, he even talks about, hey, if you're in industrial sales, you ought to consider a podcast. Aim that your target market. You may have 30 listeners, but you know, it's going to be targeted and it could lead to some growth. So I personally like the podcast. Absolutely. So what would be one book that you would recommend to my audience as it, you know, something you've read recently that you think would help them grow their business? Yeah, there's, there's so many. I, I love Audible and that's a tool that I recommend. If you have any kind of commute, use Audible, audio books. It's an Amazon company now, but you can speed up the playback. So you can listen to a book at one and a half or two times speed. Usually listen a lot faster than than you speak or than someone reads. Have you been so that, follow, that's, that's, have you been following me around? Because that's what I do all day. I, I listen right? to oh, it at one man. and a half or two all day. So I love Audible. That's perfect. I think it's just a sign. I mean, that that's a sign of a good entrepreneur right there. There are several, but one there's a book I love that I that I, I've listened to parts of it multiple times is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And so he, Phil Knight's the founder of Nike. I'm a huge Nike fan. Nike basketball, love it. But it's just a phenomenal story. It reads like a novel. It's like super engaging. He's a phenomenal storyteller. But the ups and downs, the founding of Nike, how it almost died several times, how the name was almost Dimension Six, which is a terrible name, and how it became Nike. Anyway, it's just like it captures the entrepreneurial journey. And it's super fun. And I think it'll be enlightening and inspiring and, and make you feel good about being an entrepreneur. So that, that, that's the one I'd mention. Perfect. I'm going to add it to my list. And I'm sure a bunch of others will as well. And listen, I want to thank you, Brett, for coming on because, you know, not only did you help me, but I'm sure you helped thousands of others, you know, that are going to listen to this podcast over the next month or two. From now, if you do me a huge favor and just let everybody know how they could connect with you, learn more about OMG Commerce, maybe even get your book, then we'll close it out. Yep, absolutely. So easiest way to connect is at omgcommerce.com. You kind of see the services and stuff we offer. Uh, There's a place to connect with us there. I'm also on LinkedIn, so happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. Facebook public profile where I post videos and other training stuff, educational stuff. I highlight, you know, where I'm going to be speaking and things like that. And that's uh, facebook.com forward slash the Brett Curry. So check that out on Facebook. And then, yeah, so those are the the best ways to connect. Also, e-commerce evolution. If you're in the e-com world, check out the e-commerce evolution podcast. The ultimate guide to Google shopping. It's more of a guide. It's like a 50 page guide. But if you just search for Google Shopping Guide, it's the number one result that pops up, published by Shopify. So check that out if you want to nerd out and read about some Google Shopping. And yeah, love to love to connect. Awesome. Well, listen, I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be talking again real soon. Oh, by the way, we'll make sure we add all of those links in the show notes. Again, we'll be talking again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.